everybody. Welcome back to second episode of the Bush League podcast. I'm Chuck Clark. I'm Dan Streetbeck. We made it, everybody. Week six. Woo! Yeah! I mean, I'm sure we were going to make this far when we started the season, so I'll take what, I, what we get. Yeah, always look out for the coronavirus. It's, uh, it's it, yeah, at this point, every week schedule is like a hope and a prayer. So yep. Five weeks mean nothing. Yep. Anything can change at any moment. So we're not going to go into that too much because that's pretty much nothing you can you just got to keep an eye out on that. Yep. So first thing we want to talk about, big headline today, uh, Le'Veon Bell, after being released by the Jets, who were unable to find a trade partner, um, signs with defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, making Clyde Edwards-Alaire owners like myself um, not too happy, tell you that much. No, no, I have him in the Bush League, and I we I had him ranked originally at seven. Now he's twenty three, and I'm not happy about anything about it except for they're going to win the Super Bowl again. So just know that. Yeah, the rich get richer with yes. this. They are. They, I I don't even have words really. I think we know what Le'Veon Bell is capable of. I mean, he's a little older now, but he's still very very talented. Andy Reid will know how to use him. He'll put him in situations to succeed, which is the opposite of where he just was, which is a person that puts you in situations to fail. So I think it's only good news for everybody except for basically Clyde Edwards-Alaire and his fantasy owners. But yeah. Good news everywhere else. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so that was that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Dan, do you have anything else? Nope. I think Le'Veon Bell will eventually, obviously, I doubt Monday he'll have too much obvious value. But I think the Chiefs play the Jets next week, week after, and revenge game already. I could see it happening. I know. I kind of thought he might sign with the Dolphins because they're playing them this week and mm-hmm. they get to play him again. And I was like, if he signs with the Dolphins, and then he gets that, that just be the most ruthless thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. As if anybody needed a scouting report on the Jets, now the Chiefs have one. <laughs> the Dolphins could have used it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that moves on to our second headline. Speaking of uh, people who were not succeeding, uh, putting people in positions to succeed, uh, Dan Quinn is officially fired from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Dan, how do you see this affecting various fantasy values? Well, I would have made the assumption that Dirk Cutter would have gotten the job, you know, but they actually gave the interim head coaching job to, I believe, Thurman Morris, a defensive co- who was a defensive coordinator. And uh, if I would have picked one of the two sides of the ball that was performing at least adequately for the Falcons, I'd have chosen the offensive side of the ball, not the defense. That defense has been atrocious. It is atrocious. I'm surprised by that. But maybe they're, maybe they're tanking for Trevor going to trade Matt Ryan away. I don't know. Uh, I will say this. I saw some financial analysis on why the Falcons aren't going to trade Matt Ryan. Mm. He's got like forty million dollars guaranteed money left. That's four zero. So not likely to find a team willing to take that money on. Like there's a lot of money. I think it's forty. You double check me on that. That, that but, sounds roughly about right. That's the market value. And he just got paid not too awful long ago, directly after his MVP season, which well, like I mean, two years ago, something like that, three years ago. So Yeah. yeah. Uh so I would imagine that they are they are gonna keep they're gonna keep them 
So I definitely think, though, they could tank and then trade mm-hmm. because their te- teams have been able to do a lot with that. So that's that's yeah. the only thing. I, I don't think they're getting Trevor Lawrence. This year's number one overall pick is going to be very, very valuable. You're going to be able to trade that back to like the seventh or eighth pick plus a third and fourth rounder and a legitimate player that's actually going to help you today, you know, because whoever needs Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields is going to skyrocket up that draft board for him. But as far as the fantasy assets, I mean, Dirk Cutter's still the offensive coordinator. They're still going to run the same offense. I was worried about him a little bit last week, just in general, because I'm worried about Julio. I don't, I don't think any of that changes too much for me. Yeah, I agree. And I will say this about the interim head coach. Uh, he's been with the Falcons since 2015. So that he was there before, I guess, Dan Quinn got there. Let me look up Dan Quinn. That's pretty close. That's right about the same time, I think. Um, it, yeah, and Dirk Cutter has been a head coach before. Did not mm-hmm. go well in Tampa Bay. No, it did not. It did not. Uh, interim is what it is. You know. Yeah, Raheem actually did come there with Dan Quinn. So that is a little okay. bit surprising because that would make me think that he's his guy. So. It's a little strange, but we'll see. A little, see. little but uh, the Falcons are five. They're not doing anything. They're the fantasy is going to be is what it is. So I think that's about it. Also, Raheem Morris was also head coach of the Damn Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so. Good lord! Just a little circle they got going there. A few yeah. South. All right, and now uh, sort of a headline, but more of a recap of the biggest fantasy performances of week five, and it pretty much begins and ends with Chase Claypool because that man caught four tutties last week. Oh, he was unbelievable. I mean, I remember he's caught two or three, I think two of them off Darius Slay, too, growing up right against him. I mean, he was an elite corner in this league. I was very, obviously, as a Steelers fan, very impressed and very happy about it, especially with seeing Johnson go out, he plays into the game or whatever he did. Very excited. Yeah, uh, other fantasy surprises, I would say Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Back from the dead. So if without uh, Bill O'Brien, he might be a viable starter. Might be. It all depends on if, whether you want to play that game or not. Because I don't think Cooks is going to be – you're going to be able to like see the matchup. And say, oh, he's going to he's going to tear up against bad teams, and he's going to get shut down against good teams. I think if you want those big points, you're going to have to play them, and it's going to hurt sometimes. So that's do you want to play that game? It might be. I mean, that's matchup dependent. If you think you're going to lose, play him for the home run. Yep. And then the only the other notable, uh, I would say, unknown came out of nowhere. Guy was Travis Fulgham for the Philadelphia Eagles. Old Dominion graduate. He's the only, mm-hmm. at the time, the only Old Dominion player to ever be invited to the Senior Bowl. Um, I did not know that. Yep. Drafted by the Lions, cut. Picked up by the Packers, cut. Picked up by the Eagles. He stays there, and now he's one of, he's basically Carson's only wide receiver threat, because other than Zach Ertz. Who has disappeared off the face of the earth, by the way. So, I... You don't bet against a guy like that either. That gets goes drafted, cut, goes another place, cut, works his ass off, gets takes advantage of his opportunities. That's he might be here to stay. I you, I'd be looking for him actually. Now you 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 that changed it to me. I don't know what happened, but in the last minute and a half, but 
I'm in now. Yeah, he also had a good uh, game. He had a breakout game against San Francisco, which I think was his first game with catches this year. Um, he had 57 yards and a touchdown against them for two catches, and I think he obviously made the most of that this week, mm-hmm. this past week. And so he passed the eye test too. It wasn't just like we were playing some guard. He was he got open, made contested catches. He he did everything you want a receiver to do. Exactly. Uh, does have a tough matchup this week against the Ravens, though. So yeah. I, unfortunately, I think this might be his welcome to the NFL week with Marlon Humphrey or. Yeah, is Humphrey Shadow? Um, I think so. But, I, think I mean, the is. thing is, he hasn't had to the past two weeks for the Ravens because they played the Washington football team, mm-hmm. and then they play. Well, I guess he would shadow McLaurin. Yeah, but McLaurin, McLaurin will sneak into the slot and get away. That's how they use him. They sneak him away from top corners, and it's smart of them. It's the only thing they do smart. But yeah, and then last week they played uh, the Bengals. Who don't? <laughs> Their best barbecue comes out of the slot as well. So yeah, yeah, um, yep. So that's where we're at with the headlines. Uh, other sports, other headlines. Uh, congratulations to the Lakers and LeBron winning the NBA Finals. This is the Lakers' seventeenth NBA Finals championship, mm-hmm. which ties them for most in league history. It's LeBron James's fourth championship, third. He's the First, well, tied for first now. Mm-hmm. Player to do it with three different teams with his teammate Danny Green. Yeah, I was gonna say, is like, does that count? <laughs> I mean, I guess it does. Yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, we forgot to talk about another huge headline in the NFL injury news: Dak Prescott. Yes, that was devastating and horrifying and upsetting. And yeah, just wish mm-hmm. nothing but the best for him. Speed yeah, he's up. a he's a fighter. You saw like. When, every week, people suffer season-ending injuries for the most. Someone does, and you don't see the outcry on Twitter from the NFL like you did for Dak. It was overwhelming support that that man has loved throughout the league. Indeed, indeed, definitely wishing him a speedy recovery, and uh, that means Andy Dalton is now the starter for uh, the big old Cowboys, Absolutely. which is uh, definitely going to affect our fantasy rankings this week. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he supported fantasy wide receivers in the past, so it's not, like, not devastating, but temporary expectations. And he, de- and he got them into position to get for a game-winning field goal, for what it's worth in that he game. He can play football. Andy Dalton can play football. We, we know that. But he's, he's not what Dak was doing. That's for damn sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next subject. We're both the VU alums, so we're going to do a little preview of the VU alum game just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, WU game. Uh, who are we playing this week, Dan? Kansas at home. It's like a 23-point spread. This will be, I pray, the quickest recap of the week and just, just annihilation, move on, look good, on to next week. Yeah, we have one of the best defenses in the Big 12 for sure. Mm-hmm. And Kansas' offense is an apt at best. Only threat, really, is Puka Williams. Um, I'm not scared. I mean, come on. And then uh, we'll uh, – and then offense, just be competent. Just be competent, and you should be okay. Oh, Letty Brown will run for 100 yards. Alex Singfield will run for 100 yards. Let's just – this is a, this should be a get-right game for Daggy. Daggy needs to throw for 
280 and two or three at least, you know, and, and get back into it. Get, get his rhythm back. Yep. All right. Now let's go to our Bush League recap. Oh, um, I guess I have to start by apologizing to our friend Ricky, who's a Browns fan, because I was apparently so arrogant last week when I said the Colts were going to pick beat the Browns, even though I didn't feel like I was, but I'm sorry, Ricky. I'm not sorry to you, Pappas. I just want you to know this right now. Pappas, I am not sorry. No, no. I stand by my words, and he's still not going to like them. The class of the league is you, Luke, and Ricky. You're the three best teams. I don't care care what Pappas did, and I can't wait till the Steelers beat the Browns this week. But moving to the fantasy side of it, I'm in trouble, in, like, a lot of trouble. I had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Gone. Not good. Kenny Drake, terrible. Uh, get your wins against me this year, guys. I'm going for that number one pick. Uh, Chuck, big win. You had a big win. Yeah, I beat our friend Iran of the League Me Con uh, podcast, uh, a.k.a. his team name, Rumbles Dr- Drunk Walk Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll tell that story at some point. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, I think you lost to Rumble this week. I did. I know. Yes, I did. And he and Rumble had a down week. I had a, I had a chance, and I played the wrong players, which is I've done multiple times this year. Yeah. yeah. So this and this week I'm playing Pappas. So, Ooh. he's projected to beat me by four points because I have several players. On, I, Alvin Kamara and Tyler Lockett are both on bye week. Oh, that's tough. So, that's tough. I knew Kamara was on by exam in a different league, and I knew he, I, I knew that was coming your way. Yeah. Now, I think he's back, which is nice. I think he's going to eat. I have a couple que- – like, there's a couple matchup options that I have right now because, like, I have Robbie Anderson in right now who's projected more than Terry McLaurin, but I don't know. I don't, none of the Giants' corners scare me enough to bench Terry. That's one of those. I think they're both having good games, but I'm not quite certain how you go away from Robbie Anderson yet. He's got to not do it once, in my opinion. So, so, I mean, has he had a bad game yet? I mean, he's he is he is steady Eddie, which is kind of unbelievable. His lowest game is eight points against the Chargers. I mean, and that's gonna happen. That's um, man, that's tough though, because I. Here, let's go to my rankings. Who do I have ranked higher? Well, the other op- the other thing is, so it's Robbie. I have them at twelve and thirteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Robbie Anderson versus Terry McLaurin. But the other option is I have Philip Lindsay on my bench, and if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, that's tough. See, and Hollywood Brown against Ooh. Eagles. That's your. What time do they play? They one ah, they're like all at one, aren't they? Because uh, Hollywood is your like home run play. If you think you need a bunch of points and potential, you know, a bomb touchdown for our extra scoring points, that's that's the play. You're going for, and the other two are both high floor, you know, getting points for sure. Right, with Raheem Mostert in there too. Can I have can I have all of your players to play on my team? Because <laughs> most of them would start. Oh. Wait a second. I'm going to take out Jarek McKinnon. I didn't realize I'd left him. Oh, oh, that's automatic. Yeah. I'll take out Jarek and put – and I've got Ronald Jones in there for now. Yeah, I don't think Fournette's going to play. I don't think Fournette's yeah. going to play. So I'm going to take out Jarek McKinnon right now, 
I'm gonna put in probably gonna put in Hollywood for now. Like I said, Hollywood's a home run. Hollywood gets you. Yeah, and we'll I'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on Melbourne. You guys also listeners out mm-hmm. there in the void of podcasting. Listen, keep an eye on Melvin Gordon's status. Vic Fangio hasn't decided how he's gonna punish him for that DUI he got. Mm-hmm. So, well, he's practicing this week. He practiced today. So, we'll the, way this, this, the way this played out before with these, I don't want to say smaller, but non-abuse like type of uh, crimes, usually the team waits for the league to come down with its own punishment. That's kind of been what's been traditional. But with the inconsistent language from the Broncos and from Fangio, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like Melvin Gordon this week. I wouldn't think, even if he suits up, I don't think they're happy with him. To be honest, obviously they just paid him to, to come in, and they're not happy with him. Because on top of the DUI, he was speeding like twenty nine miles per hour over the speed limit or something like that. So it's like it's like two points. It's like two. That's like a reckless driving. Something. Yeah, and they're going up against a tough Patriots uh, defense. Also so true. Not, who are not going to be. Who are probably just going to defend against the run and be like rip in slash Drew Locke if he's back this week. Uh, throw it on me because they're not scared. Yeah, I don't even care about my decisions. I'm going to randomly throw in running backs and and hope for the best. Well, I guess that, running backs are all like projected the same. Uh, with that being said, yeah, let, with that being said, let's do these. Quick game hits. Uh, we're not going to talk about two of the games uh, because they're not really relevant to us. Uh, so if you're wondering, barely fantasy relevant at all. Yeah, and and not to say that there aren't fantasy players that you wouldn't start or sit, but like you already know if you're starting or sitting them. So we're not going to mention them. And if you can figure out what those games are, good on okay. you. But it should be pretty obvious looking at the schedule. <laughs> you so, can probably guess them at this juncture. Yes. Uh, let's start with the first 1 o'clock game that I have on my little queue here. Uh, Ravens at Eagles. Uh, you trade corner, Chuck? Uh, let's, let's do the game recaps first, and then I'll do trade corner. That works. Uh, uh, Ravens at Eagles. I mean, Lamar's a starter. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's a starter. Mm-hmm. As of now. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hollywood's a starter unless you somehow have really good options. You know, we we play in an eight man league with only you know double flex. There are significantly larger leagues out there that need Hollywood's an automatic starter in those leagues. Yeah. Um, on the other and the running back situation with the Ravens, I mean, you're, if you have Ingram and you've got no other options, start him. But it's he's there. gross. The backfield's gross. You don't. You're waiting for the J.K. Dobbins like emergence. You just everybody's like salivating, waiting for it, but it just hadn't happened yet. I don't know when it will happen. And then obviously Mark Andrews is auto start. Yeah, and then on the other side of the ball, I don't don't really feel good about starting anybody. Really, Miles Sanders. Yeah, Miles Sanders. They're playing the Ravens, so you don't love it, but you got to start Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders has value because of his catchability. If you're in a PPR league, he's the Ravens have given up some some runs to mm-hmm. uh, or some plays to 
running back out of the backfield. So that's where I think Sanders has some value. And he's got that break. We saw it last week against the Steelers that, that don't give up much of the running back. Two, two yards of carry or whatever. And he's able to he break a tackle. He's gone. So that's always nice. Yep. Um, Zach Ertz, I guess you if you have him. But I don't feel good about it. He looks slow. He doesn't. He's not passing the eye test. They're like, I can't wait till Dallas Goddard's back. So I mean, he looks bad. But but again, who's going? When's going to throw the ball to? Fulgham, I guess. But you can't. You can't start him yet. You got. You got to stash on your bench. Wait and see and hope he continues to produce. Yeah, because like I said, I think this is going to be his welcome to the league week with uh, Humphrey and Chuck Clark and those other Ravens. Uh, I concur. <laughs> All I right. Concur. Next game on the docket, Bengals at Colts. Um, honestly, we could have skipped this game. If I wasn't a Colts fan, we probably wouldn't be talking about this game. Yeah, because you're starting Jonathan Taylor, for sure. You're starting Joe Mixon, for sure. Anyone else for you? I, w- I might bench Joe Mixon. I'm just oh, playing. you think is the Colts because of the Colts? I'm I'm very biased on this, so take that for what it is. But almost all of Kareem Hunt's damage, I mean, outside that touchdown, which was a <laughs> pass catch touching touchdown, right? The, the Browns didn't run the ball very very well, and I was surprised Dearness Johnson didn't get involved a little bit more. They really just pretty much leaned on Hunt. They did. So I guess Mixon, look at Kareem, what Kareem Hunt did last week, and if you think that's the best you can do with your roster, then start them. But other than that. To me, it's – there's no way you're finding 23 running backs to start in front of Joe Mixon. There's no – you're going to have to – you're going to look at your – I mean, you're going to start him or Chase Edmonds. He might not have him in my top twenty-five this week. Wow. Okay. This is going to be Jay's. Chuck's making a call on Jay because I'm 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 a little different. I think he's involved in the passing game. He he's he's had six seven targets last two games. I'm up at ten. That's going to be our again. Once we we need to figure out a, a betting thing that we do because Joe Mixon we would be one this week for sure against your Colties. Yeah, that's it. Could be completely biased. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Next game on the docket, Lions at Jaguars. Um, I mean, both Stafford and Gardner are are decent starts this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Stafford a little bit better than Gardner. Detroit's passing defense is pretty stout, but you know, I think you can still rely on Gardner for his usual like two fifty and a touchdown, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely getting you one. You hope for the second one. That's Gardner's life. Um, but yeah, Stafford to me is super start this week. I don't know where I have him. I bet him I have I have him high. I know I do. He's yeah. I'm excited about him. I, I don't have him I only have at twelve. I thought I'd have him higher. I have a fourteen. Yeah. So um Galladay, you're starting. Auto, he's gonna smash. I have uh TJ Hawkinson in my top ten, I believe, for tight ends. Yep, I have him at seven. I think the Lions smash. I have Galladay at six. I think they're going to murder. On the uh, Jacksonville side, probably starting James Robinson. You have to. Oh, he's yeah. like number six running back on the oh, – absolutely. I have him super – I have him at five, man. I think he's – this game's points 
galore. Uh, DJ Shark is not trending right now like he's going to start. He's missed practice both yesterday and today, I believe. So, um, Lavishka Chenault is a pretty decent starter. He's going to get you something. Hundred percent. These rookies this year—they're showing out, man. Uh, I have Chark at twenty-three, and I will slide Chenault directly into that slot if Chark does not play. That's how I'm. That's how I'm doing it. I have Chenault at eighteen. So, are you assuming Chark doesn't play? Yeah, I just didn't rank Chark because I wouldn't under the assumption he's just not going to play. And that's fair. I could I could have him higher if I if there was clarity right now. You're probably right. Alrighty, next game on the docket, Falcons at Vikings. First game for the Falcons without head coach Dan Quinn. Um, a lot of fantasy points to be scored here, I think. One and nine combined score record. I mean, they're going to score 70 points. It's going to be amazing. But this is what always happens. On paper, this is amazing. And the final score will be like 18 to nine for some stupid reason. It's category. But no, you're... No, I, I think introduce the players, but it's going to be all of them. <laughs> yeah, um, Dalvin Cook's status trending down, uh, which means Alexander Madison would get the start, and I have Alexander him as my Madison. I have him as my number four running back this week. I'm at six, so yeah, I agree. Because I do I think Dalvin Cook not playing. That's the ranking. Yeah. I do think Minnesota's going to win this game, and I just think it could definitely be a situation where they're up, like, by 14, and Alexander Madison is just getting handoffs in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. It is very possible this is a a get-right game for the entire Vikings team. That is better than 1-4, and but still not good. Because I called them a bad team last week. They're still a bad team, but they're not going to win two games. You know, They're going to pull a couple out. Yeah, they're going to be a nice 6-10, and ten, you think? Yep. All right. Um, next game on the docket, uh, Bears at Panthers. This one's interesting. Yeah, two really good defenses. Except against the run for Carolina. David Montgomery is an auto start this week. Yeah, I have him as number 14. In my that's exactly where I have him, too, but... That feels low. I've, it feels like it needs to be higher, but he just doesn't look good. So, yeah. And then on the also on the Chicago side, if you want to start Allen Robinson, I probably feel pretty good about it. I mean, they've got a Carolina's got a good pass defense. They, but Allen Robinson is a beast. Maybe the most underrated wide receiver in the league. I'll say that. Yeah, he finally has a mediocre quarterback. He's only ever played with garbage ones so forth. So far, Nick Foles is mediocre, so that's at least better than Bortles and Trubisky. He's he's elite. You got to play him. Yeah, and then on the Carolina side, you're you're playing Mike Davis. Hundred I mean, percent. Um, Teddy Bridge. I have Bridgewater and Nick Foles at like nineteen twenty on my list or something. Um, I have Bridgewater up at fifteen. He's shown me something the last two weeks. You know, eye test wise. He uh, he looks like he's here to play football, and I like Matt Rule. He's he's he got to figure it out a little bit. I think, yeah. I think Panthers win this game. Yeah, I definitely think like Teddy Bridgewater could be, and definitely the same thing with Matt Rule. He took a Baylor team with no expectations and took them to the Big Twelve Championship, mm-hmm. and now he's putting work in for the Panthers. So 
Robinson is start worthy for sure. Still, yeah, DJ Moore, yeah, less so. Mm-hmm. He's he's still an enigma a little bit. Still trying to figure him out. Yep. All right, next game: Texans at Titans. Uh, Titans showed out on Tuesday Night Football. Man, did they look good! And every, Ryan Tannehill looks good. Yeah, I have him my uh, top ten, I believe. He's number nine for me. Eight. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Deshaun also this is this this has potential for big over big over. Yeah. This is this is a highly this is the type of game you play Brandon Cooks. This could definitely be a Cooks game. Although, if the Titans get up at any point, Derrick Henry might take over. So, gotta worry about that. Yeah, I believe Josh Harmon is still in the air. They say, <laughs> yeah. still floating, still trying to work it to get yeah, him. His down. hair is gliding along his dreads, just the bottom of them, but they, <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, um, yeah, I would start if you have a player in this game. Uh, only Johnu Smith, very high on. He has a questionable tag going in, but that feels like a veteran. That feels like a, not a veteran because he's like third year in the league or whatever. But uh, hey, our great players playing playing great. He doesn't have to practice today. Yeah, um, I still think he could be very effective. Uh, Darren Fells or Jordan Akins for the Texans, less so. Yeah, that's more of a gamble. But yeah. if you're looking to gamble on somebody. Although, again, if Akins is out like he was last week, then Fells becomes a play again. I don't have Fells ranked right now, but if Akins is for sure out, he will jump into my rankings around, I don't know, 11 or you know 12, something like that at running at tight end, which is, I don't know, still dark throw, but... Yeah, and obviously start Will Fuller. But. Yeah, Will Fuller start. David Johnson, I, I guess you're starting him. I mean, he's one of those David Montgomery's. Doesn't look great. Getting t- almost 20 touches the game, so you're fine. I, I'm at 20 in my rankings, so. Yeah, I'm a little higher, but not much. All right. I oh, I think I forgot to rank him. He How should go in there somewhere. He'd be, he'd be 18 or something, though. Yeah, he'd. A.J. Brown, I have at nine. He needs played, obviously. Yeah. Uh, now we go to the matchup Dan cares the most about this week, and that's the Browns at the Steelers. Let's go. One versus three in the division. Remember that. So I pretty much think if you've got a Steeler, you're starting them. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only question I can think of is – if Deontay Johnson is fully healthy, so that, you know, practices Thursday, or you, I guess it is Thursday. I think he did practice today, today and tomorrow, and it looks healthy, fully cleared to play. Can you play both him and Chase Claypool, or do you kind of have to pick? Who would you, who's your pick of the two? Who do you think is going to slot into that? Not number two, because it's really the number one, and Juju's the number two, but he's a slot receiver. Take your pick out of those two rest of the season. For the rest of the season between Claypool and Johnson? Yes. Probably Johnson, because I think Claypool's got everyone's attention now. Mm. Uh, they might slide more coverage over to Claypool. That's my only concern. It's very possible. And that's and he, he attracts he requires more attention. You know, like he's I thought I mean Johnson has breakaway speed too, but Claypool can, as we saw last week, 
take over a game. I'm not sure Deontay Johnson can do that. So I think I agree with you. Although the targets week one and two were, it was like 33% target share for Deontay Johnson, which is insane. Yeah. All right. And then on the Brown side, if you have Baker and you've got nobody else, I would start him. But I don't feel great about it because this Pittsburgh defense is really good. Um, I do feel good about Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Fairly good about both of them. I feel uh, great. OBJ, unfortunately, is going to score at least one touchdown and probably 130 yards. I don't know about Landry. He'll be fine. I'm hoping he's not fine. That's what I'm, I'm hoping he's not. But I'm worried about I'm worried about the passing defense for us. I have Landry at 25 for for me, and then um, for tight end purposes, if you have Hooper again, and you don't have one of the elite tight ends. Roll the dice. He's definitely got a chance to score, but I don't feel great about him or Najoku. Baker's looking for him in in like possession moments to move the ball down the field, third down stuff like that. Not not in the red zone, unfortunately, but um, they're outside of the top seven. You're like dart throws anyway, so sure. And then uh, Kareem Hunt start, even though it's the Steelers start. You have to. Yep. All right, next game, uh, the previously Monday night game, now moved to this week, Denver at New England. <laughs> yes. It's uh, funny, we talked about this last week, and I would just say, just go listen to last week's episode, but there are significant changes to this game now based on the last couple of days. Yep, Cam Newton has been activated, so he's playing. So that changes, I think, things for the Patriots offense for sure. Yes. I, I have Edelman in my top 25. I don't, but I probably should. I'm, I'll, I might adjust that. And uh, I, I think with Cam Newton back, you can't start a New England running back again. I know Damian Harris looked okay, but th- he vultures the goal line. You're not getting any touchdowns. I agree. And then on the Denver side of the ball, um, Noah Fant questionable. I don't think I ranked him this week. If uh, if he doesn't play, Van Nett is the backup. If you're desperate, yeah, I rank Fant as he plays. I I think Fant. I hope he stays healthy. Is in there's a to me there's a top six tight end this year, and they're going to finish within the top six a bunch. Uh, it's the five that have been there: Kelsey, Andrews, Smith, Kittle, um, Waller, who's out this week, so I'm ranked. And, uh, and then fan. I think those are your top six, lock and loaded all year, as long as they're healthy. Yep. And Drew Locke has practiced both days this week, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. And Fangio says he, could, he definitely could start. So we'll see. Um, if, if Locke's starting, definitely up for both Vanette and Fan, assuming they play. Yeah, 100%. He. I think he plays. He looks like he's playing. He's this is his timeline to play. He was supposed to play this week, so they didn't play last week. So it's like a whole not, it didn't hurt him any. Right, and then um, uh, I don't know if Stephen Gilmore is activated yet. Um, he can come back tomorrow if everything goes according to the Patriots' way. So he'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't, so I don't know how much he'll be playing, how much he'll be shadowing. So. 
That I don't know. And who are you even going to shadow? I guess Jerry Judy, if you're going to shadow anybody. Um, I'm not sure they even need to waste their time thinking about that. Yep. Uh, moving on then to the next game on our docket, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. This is very oh, interesting matchup because Aaron Rodgers had bye week last week. Now he gets to come up to this very good Tampa Bay defense, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is freaking matchup proof. Oh, this year for sure. And then on the other side of the ball, you gave Tom Brady two extra days to mm-hmm. get prepared for the Green Bay defense, which is not bad, not great. but Not a pushover by any means, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this, this also has, I think, potential for the over. I think this is going to be a phenomenal football game. I don't – the only reason I, I, I could see it not hitting me over is because it's one of those great football games where the defenses show up to play as well, you know. But these are, these are good offenses. Yep, I've got Devontae Adams at my number two wide receiver spot. He's, he's – I mean, you're not taking him out at this point. This is the amount of respect I give Carlton Davis at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I talked up last week and had a pick last week and was great, even though Robinson had 10 catches. I have Adams at three. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I did not rank any Tampa Bay tight ends. I know Cameron Brake ended up catching a touchdown pass, but it's another thing where I guess if you're going to start one, start Brake over Gronk, but I wouldn't. No, thank you. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Robert Tanyan, obviously, your start. Yeah, you have to. See, I, 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 I didn't even rank him this week because I think it's – I think his entire – not his entire role because I think he's a stat, he's proven himself to do something. But I think it's, I think it's minus number 17. I think the, Adams comes back and sucks up 15 targets or something. And, and I think he, Adams gets a lot of targets, but I don't think – there's a clear number two receiving option, and Tanya might be that guy. So that, That's very possible. I, I, I'm taking a big risk on this one. All right, three more games to go. Sunday night game, Rams at 49ers. Uh, I feel decent about starting golf, but it's a tough defense. You – oh, this is one of those golf games. Sunday night – I, I don't want to start golf. That's how I'll put it. Did I rank yeah. him? I, I did not rank him. That's a bold move. I ranked him number 13. Okay. See, I only did my top 15. He went to 22, though, as well. Didn't you on quarterbacks? I might, yeah. I might fill that out before the end of the – before the week starts. Yeah. And then I have Jimmy G at number 18. You think he's going to play? Like, he, you think he's – There's no tag on him. There's no okay. designation at all. Okay. I don't have him ranked for sure. That Rams defense is good. I don't I, – Jimmy, he looked bad. He looked bad last week. He got benched, obviously, against that Dolphins defense, which I think he's still hurt. That's what kind of what Kyle Shanahan said as well. He's still – he looked like he was limbering on that right ankle. Yeah, I have uh, – Cup, you're starting. Mm-hmm. I did not rank a Rams tight end this week because I learned <laughs> my lesson last week after ranking it B6. See, I put Everett all the way up at 10 because the 49ers are really susceptible to a tight end, but that means it'll be a Higby week. He'll catch a touchdown and, and finish in the top 10 because that's all it takes to, when to get in the top 10 as a tight end. 
And then San Francisco, I didn't rank any of their wide receivers, but Debo Samuel could be a play. I just, I'm just, i just not sure what that offense is going to look like. So I have Samuel at 24. And I just real quick back on the, just the Rams real quick. Uh, Robert Woods, you're starting, same as Cooper Cup. I have them back-to-back at 16-17. And uh, I have Henderson at 18, Daryl Henderson. Has he taken it? Is gonna, Where's Cam Akers going to show up? What, what do you think happens in that backfield? Do you have any, I mean, is it just a guessing game? I have Akers at 22. I don't have any of the other backs. because I. So, think, you, so you're predicting the, the, the transition into Akers then? That's what the coaches have been saying. And he was coming off an injury last week, which is why I think he was a little bit shielded. Mm-hmm. But he was the more efficient back. so More explosive, to say the least. He, he yeah. looked good. Yeah. So I, this I, is me betting against the fallacy of logical coaching. His logical coaching says, get K-Makers the ball now, because he looks awesome. But I think Sean McVay's going to do one of those things where he doesn't do it, gives Henderson the ball again. All right. Continue on, I apologize. Now to the first of two Monday night games, and definitely probably the biggest game of the week, that would be the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, start everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, except apparently now Clyde Edwards a lair. God. Um, I, I have Clyde Edwards at 15 this week because I don't think Le'Veon Bell, he just signed today. He's got to get there. He's got to do this. He's not going to play this week. So Clyde Edwards is still a vibe, like 15. But, yeah, next week you'll see him drop into the running back two flex option. Yeah, you're 100% right. I am a 23 out of spite, out of, out of, out of my own volition. To, to make this happen. You're, you're correct. Le'Veon, it, he might have a, just because he's, he's been on an NFL team. So he's in NFL football shape. You know, he's like learned a playbook. So it's not like a guy off the street, but yeah, it's going to take at least a week to integrate that. He might step out for a couple automatic plays that everybody in the NFL runs, but you're right. And then the usual, you're starting Hill, you're starting Kelsey and mm-hmm. you can pick, pick your poison. I guess if you have a third chiefs person, well, you want to pick. With Sammy Watkins hurt, Nico Hardman is a little more appetizing because someone's got to be on the field across from Hill. Yeah, either. And then uh, for the Bills, you're starting Diggs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary, you know, he's he's there. He's going to get he's going to get touches. He's a yep. flex option. Josh Allen, automatic. Yep. And same thing with the other wide receivers. I mean, Cole Beasley might be the guy who steps up this week. It might be Andre Roberts, who they targeted a lot last week. Is it Andre or Seth Roberts that's on their team? How much longer is Brown out? Do we know? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Me either. That's 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 what I'm wondering because he makes a difference for that team now. As I've been, the, the more you watch him, I guess it's only been the one week, but. They look, Josh Allen looked like he missed his second wide receiver on Ooh. Tuesday. Josh Brown was a full participant at practice today. So. And you might you might want to eliminate all of those other receivers and play Josh Brown. Then. John yeah. Brown. Yeah. I agree. Um, uh, well, and uh, for what it's worth, Gabriel Davis had some targets last week, too. Yeah, that's who, that's who I was going to bring up if, if John Brown was actually uh, not going to play. But I, you insert John Brown into the offense again, everybody else is eliminated. But Beasley's Beasley because he's always been Beasley. He's going to do exactly what Cole Beasley's always done. But you're not starting him for that. Right. And then uh, Andre Roberts was the guy. I was thinking it was Andre. Right. Um, and then our final game, Cardinals at Cowboys. Um, Cardinals, I think your usual suspects, 
I have Kyler as my number one quarterback this week. Oh, me too. I thought I was going to be crazy with that, but I guess that's not that crazy. So. And D Hop's my number one wide receiver. So. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, and then on the Cowboy side. Well, wait, real quick. What are you doing with those running backs? Where do you have those running backs ranked for, for, for Arizona? I, I need to know. Asking for a friend. I left both of them off. Both off, see, because I think they're still going to get like they're going to get production still against that guy. I have Edmonds at twenty, Drake at twenty one. I think they're going to split to what would be RB one numbers if you added them together. I just, you're not wrong. I just think Dallas might keep this game slightly competitive. I just think, I don't know. I I left them off because I don't know. I just don't know enough. Yeah. Oh. And then on the Dallas side of the ball, Dalton's on a terrible start. Arizona's defense is nothing to fear, so. Yeah. I have 14. There are just so many quarterbacks this year that you can start. Yeah, I didn't rank him, I don't think, but, you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amari Cooper is a viable wide receiver still. He's definitely wide receiver, too. Yeah. I don't have anyone else ranked because I don't know who Dalton's going to favor. He might favor Gallup. Gallup might end up in the top 25. He might favor C.D. Lamb. Dalton Schultz might might get the top. We don't – I just don't. Dalton Schultz I actually probably feel a little bit better about because De- Dalton had a good relationship with Eifert, and it's always been good with tight ends. So Schultz might be viable. Yeah, so. I think the Dalton-to-Dalton connection could be could be real. Um I, I have them at 14. I both of them at 14. How about that? That's that's exactly where I feel about them. They're going to – something's going to happen, but I don't know to what degree. All righty. So that wraps up our game recap. Now let's do a little trade corner and going to reverse things a little bit from last week because I'm actually going to be the one proposing trades to Dan. So here's how this is going to work, Dan. I'm going to give you three trades. One of these trades – I actually got this week. Okay. So I want you to, we'll go through them and then you get to guess which one was the real one. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming you want me to actually answer the trade questions themselves as well. Yes. Okay. They're all one for two trades. I'll let you know that right now. Okay. My specialty. Okay. The first one. Is Juju Smith Schuster? So you have Juju. Okay. And someone is offering you Deontay Johnson and Chase Edmonds. I'm taking it. Yeah, I'm taking that. Because I don't see. That much big a difference between Juju and Deontay Johnson as far as talent goes, for sure. And Johnson was a target monster before he got there. And then, boom, give me Chase Edmonds on top of that, who might take over the backfield. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking that. Second trade. You have DeAndre Hopkins. And they are offering Will Fuller and Jonathan Taylor. I'd have to be really thin at running back. I'd have to, like, need, need an RB2. Otherwise, no, I don't think so. Hopkins is unstoppable. Okay, third trade. You have Tyler Lockett. 
and they are offering Devontae Adams and yes. Mike Davis. Yes. <laughs> I hope that that can't be the real one. If that's the real one. All right. Which which yeah. are those? Tyler Lockett's incredible. I'm a big Tyler Lockett fan, but Adams is Adams. I think the middle one's the real one. I think the Hopkins Fuller one. You are correct. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. And here's you know what? I, no, here's the worst part. So I did turn it down. Mm-hmm. You know what my other running backs are, and I turned this down. It so this was offered to me midweek last week. Okay. And I turned it down last week, like Friday or something. Gotcha. My other running backs are Clyde Edwards Alaire and Cam Akers. <laughs> oh, mama. Who are your other wide receivers then? Uh, Tyler Lockett and Hollywood Brown. So you'd have you'd have Lockett, Fuller, and Brown. And then oh mm. Yeah, that bell, that bell won't hurt you. Yeah. I might, I might reach out to this team again and just be like, so look, I know I turned down that trade, but yeah. <laughs> I actually might substitute Lockett. If it was Lockett for Fuller and Taylor, I'd probably do that. Oh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Hopkins is just, he's like that next, just that one more step up. Yeah. So, might be a big trade. But that's in my family league. This is 16 mm-hmm. teams deep, so awesome. I was going to say, that feels like a big league with, with the, the, the players you were throwing out there. Yeah. And so you're start you're starting Cam Akers. You have to. Well, this week I'm starting Clyde, but next week, assuming Cam Akers does what produce it, just because I again this week I don't think Le'Veon's going to play. If he does, he's barely getting any handoffs. But I thought you said your two running backs were Clyde and Cam. Akers. Oh, I don't. Oh, sorry. So in that league, uh, there's only seven starters. So. I get one running back, one wide receiver, one running back wide receiver flex, and then one true flex. Oh. So I'm only starting Clyde in that league. Oh, then I'm definitely keeping Hopkins. Okay. If you don't have to start, okay. Because the can't make it might turn out. CEH might still be okay. You can. Right. I'm still keeping Hopkins for the, for the, the bonus then. Yeah. So let's finish up this episode. With Dan's over under buy sell game. Yep, I have. I actually have uh, another little tiny game called Name the Player. There's, it's only going to be one player long. It'll be fun. All right. Um, I'll start. I have four small hints. Well, the last, if you don't, you'll get it by the last two for sure. This player is the number three wide receiver in points per game this year. Calvin Ridley. Incorrect. Okay. Doing so with only two touchdowns. Is it... Oh, crap. I don't know. This is tough. Um, Brandon Cooks? It's not Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is not the number three wide receiver. Um, he is the only remotely startable player on his team. Is it Terry McLaurin? It is not Terry McLaurin. The but that's a good guess. That's that's yeah. 
She the last uh Krulu is he and Le'Veon Bell are no longer teammates. Oh, uh she, no. Uh Juju. No, no. Jameson Crowder. Oh of the New York Jets. Well you no longer teammate. I, I understand where you're coming from. I no. see the news still hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> yeah. Still wrapping my mind around the fact that they really let the Chiefs do this. I know, right? Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. No, All right. He is a number three overall wide receiver in points per game. Obviously, he missed a game or two, but like he, when he plays, he's been great. Yeah, that is crazy. I do not have him ranked this week. I probably should. Yeah, I have him. I don't know. The Dolphins look good. I probably should, but it's like, that's, I don't trust Flacco. Okay. All right. We got over, under, buy, sell for the last uh, segment of the show. Uh, we will start with David Montgomery, over, under, 100 all-purpose yards. I'm going to go with under. See, I'm going over. I'm, I'm going over that, that Carolina rush defense. Chuck under. Okay. Will there be over under 27 incompletions in the Dolphins Jets game? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with over. Okay. I'm going against you again. I'm going under. I think. And that's purely based on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hopefully <laughs> he gets it done. Um, I need to keep track of these between the next couple of weeks. I'll, I'll compile last week's as well for next week. Um, over, under, Tom Brady, two and a half touchdowns. That's rushing and passing. I, mean, I guess receiving. He catches one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with over. Me too. We're, we're going to sit with the over on that one. And the last one, and you can, you can win this one all by yourself, Chuck, if you need to. Um, over under eight times, Philip Rivers will make you stand out of your seat and scream at the TV. Over, over. See, that's, I'm going over too since you said it. That that sounds like a good bet. <laughs> Just real quick, quick. How much do you hate Philip Rivers? Oh, so much right now. I came into this season being like, listen, if Philip Rivers plays adequate, we are making the playoffs. Yes, he has played below adequate. We need to start Jacoby. And I like Jacoby. I like Jacoby last year. I didn't really like bringing in Philip Rivers. I thought we could ride with Jacoby. Jacoby's healthy. He's a good. He's a good starter. Not a great starter. Like in this league, average because it's yep. quarterback play this year. It's been good, but he, we can get there. He will not. He doesn't turn the ball over that much. Mm-hmm. That's the Colts make the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett, but they cannot win the Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett. It's, it's no. one of those uh, conundrums that the franchise will be stuck in. I, I, I won't, I won't, yeah, I won't go there. And, you know, we've got Jacob Eason is riding the bench number three. I don't know if they actually think he's the future of what. So we'll see. That I do not know. That, that's, that's, a, that's a Colts insider knowledge of the Jacob Eason training camp thought process. That's, that doesn't make it out to the, the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, uh, great show, personally, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Week six is will be the best until week seven. Yep. Uh, other than that, uh, guys, get out there and vote. It's an important election year. Don't forget that. 100%. Uh, and with that, uh, 
Have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great weekend. Good luck in all your Go fantasy. win your leagues. Let's go.